today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. Joining us for the next few minutes is Matthew Abediafa. He is the vice president and executive chef of Live Foods, Live Fit Foods North America to talk about the future of food. Chef Matthew, first of all, thank you for joining us. And are, are you like me? You just want to see this year end? Thank you for having me. Uh, I really appreciate it. Um, I think everybody wants to see this year end, but at the same time, everybody's looking forward to the future as well. So, you know, I think we're all in this together. And, you know, as long as we can, you know, be positive and see the, take the wins with the short things in life, that'd be great. So let's talk about uh, Live Fit Foods North America. Talk about that particular company and uh, what it does. So yeah, Live Fit Foods North America, we're uh, we're a company that basically helps you fulfill your journey. And basically anything you need with food needs that we're able to cater to that. So what we do is we basically take your likings of food preferences, we're able to create it, uh, replicate it, and ship it to your area of work or home, and basically replace any uh, cooking or shopping or cleanup that you have to do because all our foods are already prepared and ready-made. So it's actually basically takes that whole aspect out of your life of even thinking what your next meal is and what you have to do. Now, I know that the overarching theme of 2020 is uh, staying in, and uh, people are now uh, cooking more. Now, we're not talking about, uh, you know, not going to cafes or restaurants when the, uh, the the time is right. We all do that. But generally, it seems a lot of people now are cooking from scratch, or they're picking up curbside, or they're ordering delivery. But for the most part, we're uh, eating in. Uh, do you find, Matthew, that there is now um, more... I don't want to say more people that are asking questions about how to prepare meals, but there seems to be more more curiosity and more focus on what to do now that we are basically all locked in. Absolutely right. Um, I, I, it's grateful that people are starting to explore that avenue of, uh, I like to say it's an art with cooking with food. Um, and the beautiful thing about it is that we all need to eat. Um, with that being said, I, I think it's, important that people are asking the questions and people are understanding where the food is coming from especially with this lockdown and everything that's happened people are more enticed to know exactly where the food is coming from and more protocols are being in place with uh you know where your food's coming from and i know with lifted foods you know it took us a lot to really understand where our food is coming from for traceability purposes and to making sure that the our, uh, our customers and clients get exactly what they need so with the cooking aspect, yeah, I, you know, kudos to everyone who's taken a book or taken a new recipe or taking something that is out of their ordinary to try something new because it's a skill set that everyone needs to have moving forward, I think. You know, it's interesting, too, because I, I do know that... Um what I've noticed, Matthew, and again, we're not telling people not on the odd occasion to go and, you know, hit a fast food restaurant, but I've noticed, especially on a Friday night when I'm driving home and I'm driving past one particular fast food restaurant, the lineup from the drive through seems to be almost uh, like endless. It uh, ends at the uh, uh, the road where the drive through comes through. But it seems, Matthew, are people maybe now realizing that, yes, we all have busy lives and yes, it's okay to pick up food, but our busy lives now mean that we can kind of maybe re- refocus and kind of start learning how to prepare more meals from scratch, even though it does take more time? 
once again, I, I think, you know, we all you know, have 24 hours in a day, right? And, you know, with that 24 hours, we're all subjected to our own uh, livelihoods. Um, with that lineups going through all the drive-thru, I, I can definitely relate to that and see that as well. So I, I think it's important that people understand that, you know, using their time wisely to know that options are open and to kind of do the research for themselves based on their environment and their location to see what options they have. I know people in more rural areas uh, were able to uh, help uh, supply as well and that don't have the options like we, we do in more metropolitan areas. So it's important to understand you know, what your resources are, where you, where you can access them, and also you know, talk amongst your friends and families and just patrons of like, you know, where you're getting things as well. Um, you know, small businesses are, a lot of small businesses are still open that could definitely use that and, uh, you know, have a lot of things that aren't available at some of the bigger stores and more niche market as well, too. Our guest is Matthew Abediafa. He is the vice president and executive chef of Live Fit Foods North America, talking about uh, the future of food uh, thanks to the COVID-19 pandemic. You know, it's interesting, Matthew. We, we talk about businesses pivoting and having to rethink the way that they do business. I've noticed that uh, now it seems that some chefs are now starting to hold virtual cooking classes. I mean, this was a thing before, maybe in dribs and drabs, but it seems that more chefs are now realizing that this is a way that they can make some money, which is important, but also teach people about uh, the benefits of cooking at home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as, as a chef myself, I think it's our passion, it's our directive to teach people and to share what we know and to help people kind of manifest their own uh, journey through food. Um, within LiveFit ourselves, I know uh, we do that with our people and our staff and uh, with the mentorship program that we have, making sure that they understand the food that they're working with and to really teach them the skill sets that they need to do uh, to achieve uh, that, that master craftsmanship with food. Um, with the virtual sessions, and I think the technology that's at our hands nowadays, um, it, it's, it's a lot easier for people to you know, log on and just type in one of their favorite dishes and to see how it's made, right? So, you know, once again, I, I use utilize that. I think now, if not anything, it's a time to, you know, try something new and to really see where you can hone their skills at with the cooking. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. Matthew, talk about the mentorship program that you just talked about. Uh, what's involved in that? That sounds like a great way to give back. So, yeah, and, um, you know, with Lifted Foods, it's uh, something that, uh, you know, our president, Nick, Spina, CEO, has really uh, instilled in us because he knows, we know that in order to achieve something, you kind of need someone who has a master craft and that to lead you the way. So what we do at Lifted Foods is we really make sure that the staff is really engaged and really uh, equipped with the tools necessary to succeed. So with the mentorship program, what we do is we make sure that our staff, when they're new, that they're equipped with one of a senior staff or somebody who can lead them and guide them and give them the answers that they need to go to at any given point of day, whether it be myself, whether it be Nick, or whether it be uh, our credible executive team or our staff, there's always going to be someone that can give you the answer and lead you in the way. So we want to make sure that no matter what, um, you know, you're going to make mistakes. And we usually say that's why pencils have erasers, <laughs> but we'll make sure that uh, we'll lead you in the right way. And that's, I think, why we are so... Uh, different from other aspects for other companies and so forth and while we're one of the trailblazers as well you know it's interesting you uh, talk about um cooking and uh teaching people maybe it's me and i kind of live blissfully unaware about a lot of things but the things that i've noticed lately when i watch 
you know, cooking shows or I watch uh, nutritionists deal with athletes. There's something that jumps out at me. A lot of are a lot more people now using avocados when it comes to preparing meals because that was something that I got to be honest. An avocado has never crossed these lips. Maybe I should change in 2021 and start eating that stuff because it looks really healthy. <laughs> Are you an avocado fan yourself? I uh, never have tried it, so that that's what I'm saying. But I've I've noticed that more and more chefs are using avocados in their meals. So in, in, it's a great, uh, and this goes back to uh, original case in point. I think about you know people trying new things and you know getting more knowledgeable about their food. Um, avocado being a really healthy fat, a natural fat, is really uh, uh, easy, easily um, digestible for a lot of people. I know it's funny that you mentioned avocado because last night I literally just made a guacamole for somebody. See? Uh, because they, they love avocado so much. But it's such a versatile uh, food group that it can be put in a salad. It can be used on its own as a dessert. Uh, it can be used as a fruit filling and so forth. So, um, uh, you know, if I can say with the avocado, just make sure you get a nice ripe one and, uh, you know, experiment with it. If I can give you a recipe, you take a little bit of cacao, uh, cacao powder, a little bit of banana, and then avocado, you can mash it all up together and you get a nice little chocolate mousse with that. So oh, very nice. nice healthy chocolate mousse. You know, uh, Matthew, you talked about uh, healthy fat, and you know, for years there has been this uh, discussion. Uh, in many ways, people are saying carbs are bad for you, and can you kind of explain, like, we all need carbs, but there is a line that maybe, you know, having four or five bowls of pasta maybe yes. is good for you one or two as opposed to four or five. So kind of talk about that relationship between, if you will, good carbs and not so good carbs. And, and that's a great point you bring up. Um, you know, we all need carbohydrates. Carbohydrates fuel our brains and they make us make the right decisions in our life, right? Uh, the minute that you have a carb def- deficiency is the minute that your body doesn't start working in its proper natural state. So everyone has a basic zone that when you wake up, that you need to fill up your body with a certain amount of carbs in order to operate naturally. The minute that you don't have that is the minute that you start getting cloudy-minded, fatigues, uh, you know, dehydrated, all that stuff. So uh, to say, um, you know, carbs are, is a bad thing, uh, there's healthy carbs and there's uh, non-healthy carbs. So obviously your sugars, your gly- uh, glucoses and things that are high, high starches and stuff, you kind of want to have in moderation. I'm not going to say obviously depleted because especially at a time like this, people do need their comfort food. Um, but at the same time, to understand the balance, if I can say that, with a healthy carb. So, like, you know, instead of having potato chips, maybe, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> ha- have a, a bowl of nuts, right? Um, you know, like going back to your avocado as well. You know, the avocado is a great way to be a filler rather than you know, having that chocolate bar instead. So I, I wouldn't say, um, you know, carbs is a bad thing because everybody needs carbs just like everyone needs to eat. You know, it's interesting because I'm sitting here and I'm thinking because when we're um, working here at the station and we get really, really busy and the news starts coming at us from every angle and it's one of those days where, you know, we we can barely catch our breath, we all get those hunger pangs and sometimes hand-raised guilty, not quite as, as much as before, but we go down the hall to that friendly vending machine that charges $2 for a chocolate bar, those bandits, and we hit the chocolate bar and we eat that and feel guilty afterwards because we're trying to satiate our, our hunger. So what should we be doing instead? Uh, and, you know, I'm glad we're having this conversation because, you know, we're all guilty of that. And I don't think you need to be... Uh you know, punishing yourself for doing that because you're putting yourself in a position to, you know, make sure you're getting some kind of nourishment for your bodies. 
And going back to what you're saying, how we're so busy nowadays, if we can all basically take about 15 to 20 minutes in a day uh, and to really just think about our food, what we're eating, and to maybe plan it out in the morning, like, you know, I maybe need to do this at this time. I know at this time of the day at 12 o'clock, I get hungry. I get hungry and I'm going, the first thing I need to do is go get a chocolate bar. Maybe change that mindset instead of, okay, no, at 12 o'clock, instead of doing that chocolate bar, I'm going to take the 15 minutes before work and, you know, get some grapes or uh, some nuts, um, whatever I need to do, and pack pack myself a small snack. So when that time comes, I'll be like, hey, instead of doing that, I have this instead. Um, you know, and just making sure that you have, like, I need to say a snack kit on you, right? Just, you know, traveling with you just so kind of curb that uh, that that sensation of, uh, you know, just needing that, that, that quick fix. And before we wrap up, um, you know, we do have New Year's Eve coming and a lot of people, uh, I would hope most people, uh, actually I shouldn't say a lot of people, most people will be staying home, uh, socially distancing, just staying in, in their own bubble. Uh, New Year's Eve uh, suggestions for what people, you know, because, you know, you do want to celebrate the new year that's coming as opposed to the, you know, the old year. But what should uh, some of the, if you will, the snacks or the healthy stuff that maybe people may think about having? having on New Year's Eve as opposed to uh, chicken wings and pizza. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but for, from a healthy standpoint, what should people be looking at? It's very funny that you bring that up because I was just like, talking to uh, talking to my great friend Lionel about this, about like, you know, just, you know, what they can do instead of, uh, you know, with these big events and so forth. Yep. So one of the things I... One of the things I have said is, you know, with New Year's coming around in the days, you have a couple of days to kind of see what you have. You know, maybe make fun of it. Look in your pantry. See the things that you haven't touched all year. And maybe bring those out and start to see, like, okay, what can I do with this? If you have a can of chickpeas, you know, you can probably make, like, a nice uh, uh, faux tuna dip or something like that, right? Yep. Um, anything that you have, spices and so forth, you can marinate uh, any type of uh poultry or uh, meats that you may have in your fridge as well so i would what i would suggest is maybe you know really dig deep in your pantry to see what you have and maybe play fun with it you know with the people that you have in your uh, households uh, i don't know everyone's doing their social distancing and doing their respect but it'll be fun to make making uh, an entertainment out of it to really uh you know get away from you know going out and having that big glamorous new year so really making it more intimate and more private to something that you've done haven't done before Matthew Abediafa, the Vice President and Executive Chef of Live Fit Foods North America, thank you for uh, giving us some education on what to do uh, in uh, the upcoming year. Again, we're not talking about not going out the odd time when things reopen again to uh, to a restaurant and and have a meal, but a lot of people now are going to be cooking from home more, and hopefully we have given them some tips. I, I wish you a very healthy, happy, safe 2021. Thank you very much for joining us. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, and Merry, uh, happy holidays to everybody, and happy New Year as well. All right. That's Matthew, as we mentioned, uh, Chef Matthew. And, uh, see, avocado. I was watching something last night, and I noticed that they had made an avocado spread. They had made avocado, uh, put it on toast, and I thought, okay, you know, there's some things that I will not eat, and that's onions, number one. And I'm, I'm kind of an odd duck in more ways than one. I will not eat cheese. I'll have pizza, a cheese on pizza, and I'll have cheese in the lasagna. But if you ask me, Will, to sit there and take a, a block of you cheese. Do, you just won't sit there and eat a chunk? Like I think, break it off like no, a chocolate bar? I think what happened, and I'm serious here, is when I was a kid. Oh, we have some deep memories? I think 
I was almost, you know, here, eat this. Almost forced to try it, and I think I didn't like it, and it stayed with me. Huh. See, what happens in your youth stays with you. Yeah, people laugh. Your whole life. I'm telling you, I have issues when it comes to cheese. <laughs> But so far, no issues with avocados because uh, you haven't been forced to eat I, them. I actually got to try because that avocado toast that I saw last night looked so You're easy starting to, to do. sound like a millennial, Ted. Get- <laughs> <laughs> the Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.